In episode 42, I talked to you about three steps to help you create a sound budget. In today's episode, I want to talk, take the next step in the budgeting process, ensuring that every program you created a budget line item for is carried out with excellence so that you can actually stay within that budget as much as possible. Listen in to see how you can continue to honor God in that budget process. Hello, my name is Michelle Brown, and I love all things business, church finances, and books. In this podcast, we are going to learn the ins and outs of church finances, minister taxes, and how to run a church office or your business while keeping Jesus at the center of everything you do. So grab your notebook and pen, my friend, and let's get ready to learn something cool today. Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 56 of the Bookkeeping with a Purpose podcast. As you know, I believe that note takers are history makers, and there is always something you can take notes on, so let's get started. First off, though, here is today's quote. I thought this one was cool. The quote is, whatever is worth doing at all is worth doing well. Those words were penned by Philip Stanhope, the fourth Earl of Chesterfield in a letter to his son back in 1774, and I believe that that is still applicable today. So when we talk about budgeting, let's talk about a program that many churches have in common, Wednesday night meals or your midweek meal, however you want to phrase it. This program is a mainstay for many churches, especially your small to medium-sized churches. Who doesn't love a home-cooked meal when you don't have to do the cooking? Me, me, me. Love home-cooked meals. <laughs> okay, so depending on the side of, size of your church, the budget for this program can be a few hundred dollars or thousands of dollars every year. As you know, everything a church does should glorify God, including midweek meals. Today, we are going to discuss some ways that you can glorify God in your Wednesday night meal budget and bring excellence to your members while enjoying a meal together. Number one, offer high quality, delicious meals that are both nutritious and offer options for those with food allergies and sensitivities. This can include uh, gluten-free, dairy-free, vegetarian, and sugar-free options. There is nothing worse than feeding somebody's kids sugar and getting them all ramped up and then sending them home at eight o'clock on a school night and expecting them to just chill and be ready for bedtime by nine. Okay. So please keep that in mind when you're doing, especially your drinks and the meals for your kids. When talking about food allergies, excuse me, and sensitivities, (laughs) I just ate a chocolate cookie and I've got cookie in my throat. When you want to talk about food allergies and sensitivities, it reminds me of me, actually. Um, I have lots of food sensitivities, um, but I'm majorly, 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 with a capital M, lactose intolerant. So when I was on staff at a church a few years ago, my husband actually volunteered and did the cooking one week per month. Of course, he always made sure that there was something safe that I could eat. Because so many times, a lot of things that you throw together are going to use dairy, are going to use milk, cheese, creams, things like that. Onions, garlic, you know, all the good stuff. Well, I can't have all that good stuff. 
So he always made sure that even if he was fixing, um, you know, something like, uh, we'll say spaghetti, if they're doing spaghetti with a meat sauce and garlic bread and cheese, you know, shredded cheese to go on it or lasagna, he would make sure that I had some set aside that didn't have the cheese in it, that didn't have the chopped onions in it, that didn't have garlic bread. You know, he would just give me a piece of toast instead. So it's a wise idea and just considerate of your members, especially with so many sensitivities going on now, to just kind of get to know your members, get to know those who are regular attendees on your midweek meals and see if you need to offer some different options for those who do have allergies and food sensitivities okay all right so the second thing you can do is train your servers to be kind and pleasant <laughs> the first thing that comes to my mind is the grumpy old mean lunch lady okay you don't want mean old lunch ladies and this isn't saying that everybody that works in a school cafeteria is grumpy but there was, I'm sure you can think of at least one who just scared the far out of you when you were a kid. She was grumpy and mean, and outside of that, she was probably the nicest, sweetest, kindest person. But when she was your lunch lady, you just dreaded to see her, especially if you didn't have the money that you needed to pay for your meal. Okay, don't be the dreaded lunch lady. Um, you ha have no idea the type of day that those individuals had either at school or at work before they came to church that night and they just want they just want to chill they want somebody to be nice to them they want somebody to smile to them and of all places in the entire world to go to see kindness it should be in the church all right so train your servers to be kind and pleasant to learn to i personally mini confession here I struggle with facial expressions <laughs> even if I can correct the tone of my voice you can absolutely see it all over my face what I am thinking <laughs> regardless of the words that are coming out of my mouth so you know do trainings do kindness trainings go over situations that people may come across and you know this is the proper way to respond to that all right number three don't use disposable dinnerware. I know it is the easiest thing in the world for cleanup to do paper plates and bowls and plastic silverware and just to toss it in the garbage can, but that is such a waste of money. It is way too expensive to throw away paper plates and silverware each and every week, all right? So just buy good and affordable dinnerware that can be washed and used for a long time. Um, it doesn't absolutely have to all match. I'm sure that you could probably collect enough bowls and plates and extra silverware from church members that would be willing to donate. And you just have a very colorful table setting, all right? Or if you want to be, you know, a little more, uh, I guess, fancy is the word you could use, then buy, invest in matching uh, dinnerware but don't go the disposable route okay so that's just it's too much money you're just literally throwing money away every week and then number four keep the cost reasonable I definitely suggest limit the cost per person to around five to seven dollars max and then put a cap on the families you know of around maybe twenty to twenty four dollars so that all families can afford to eat 
most of your, not everybody is a mom, a dad, and two kids. There are lots of families out there that have three, four, five, six kids, okay? Sometimes even up to eight kids. There's no way they can afford to come every week if you're charging seven to ten dollars a person. And then you could also definitely, if you've got little ones, like when I was on staff, we did, I think it was either two and under was free, three to nine, I'm thinking, around that range, maybe three to seven, was like three dollars, and then everybody else was the adult. That is totally reasonable, but put a cap on there for your families, and never turn someone away because they can't pay, okay? That Wednesday night meal may be the most nutritious meal they get all week long. It may be the only meal they get that day, all right? So if someone can't afford to pay or a family you know they just don't have the funds, offer alternative means of payment, such as they can help with setup. They can help with cleanup in exchange for a meal. Um, definitely, I know that in every single church, there has got to be someone who's willing to sponsor a family for mealtime, okay? So do a sponsorship. They don't, the family doesn't have to know who's paying for their meal, but somebody in that church can afford to dish out a few extra bucks so that a family in need can eat and have a good nutritious meal, all right? Being wise stewards of God's finances is important, but it involves so much more than just how much money you spend. It also includes how you spend that money and the eternal effect that it will have on others. Hosting a wid, a, a midweek meal can provide an opportunity for a tired single mom to feed her children a nutritious meal without breaking her pocketbook. And at the same time you're feeding her and her children, you can be feeding their souls as well. One of the ways when I got back in church in the late 90s, the reason I did is because this sweet little old man named Mr. Morris came by with the church van and invited our children to Vacation Bible School. And because of his kindness and that he said that they would feed the kids every night during VBS, his kindness was such a need in my life at that time that it drew me to that church, and I have never turned back. I have been faithful in church ever since. I love the church. I need the church. We all need the church people, but I am the first to admit I need the church. So you never know how providing a, an affordable meal for a family can help, okay? And that is going to wrap up another episode, my friend. I know this is one that is a little different than normal, but... You know, finances includes more than just payroll and ministerial taxes and doing a budget. There's so much more involved in that. And I thought that this was a nice break and give something different. So I pray that the information provided helps you and your church to see that budgets are more than just numbers on a spreadsheet to be kept. They are also a means of bringing hope to others in the hope of Jesus Christ and enjoying a good meal together because I guarantee you we're going to eat some good eats when we get to heaven and <laughs> we might as well start practicing now. So until next time my friend let's all strive to make an impact and not just an income and remember to take care and to always look your best do your best and be your best. 
Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Thanks again for listening to today's episode. If you learned something new or were inspired in any way, please do me a huge Omongo favor and leave me a fantastic five-star review on Apple Podcasts. It helps more people to find the show and then share this episode with someone who you think it could help. Until next time, my friend, be blessed.